0: the Sports Desk. Good afternoon Melbourne and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday the 1st of May. I'm Sam Hennett. good to be joined again by Jason and Jerry. This podcast is brought to you by Nick Dacos. <laughs> well he's got injured so uh, I didn't know. Oh, what You're will the AFL
1: do? What's the state of the game going to be like without uh... Nick Dacos? What can we do Sam? This is a disaster. Hello no, everybody, it's great it'll to be back.
0: It'll be that's derailed me, that. <laughs> um, you
1: loved having the studio here yourself on Friday. None of our shenanigans had to bother you. It's was great. <laughs> uh,
0: welcome to New Months, 1st of May. Um, and, uh, man, there's been some stories over the weekend. It's just gone crazy in a few different leagues and things. So uh, plenty, plenty to get through today, but we'll... Go into some stories off the top, which will lead into something you want to say, Jerry. So, uh, Andrew Dillon has been named the AFL chief executive, almost after a, a year after Gillens McLaughlin's re, uh, resignation. Andrew Dillon has been with the AFL since arriving as an in-house lawyer in 2000 and has held multiple administrative roles since then, including a general counsel for the past 12 years. Uh, McLaughlin will continue as chief executive to work through the entry of Tasmania, uh, and will remain in charge of the AFL until the end of the current season. What are your thoughts on that, Jerry?
2: Yeah, I think that Gil's done a really good job so far. And, like with Andrew Dillon, it's better if he comes in towards like the end of the season and into the new year just because, yep. you know, Gil's pioneered the whole gather round component and yeah, he's got plenty of experience as well. So
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it'd be crazy to bring someone in mid-season. <laughs> um, Is there any
1: precedent to that?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I I don't know when
1: might have been even Demetrio when he left in 2014. I think Gillen was Ooh. phased in around about the finals time.
0: Really? Yeah, might have would... been somewhere okay. around
1: about there, or at least he was named.
0: I mean, by finals, everything's probably wrapped up what you want to do anyway. Perhaps. But uh, mm. um, yeah, finally, good news because it was taking a long time to sort this out. I know it's a big conscious decision, a decision that uh, um. And there was a bit of um, maybe uproar. I don't know if it's uproar, but uh, that it was someone scaled up from uh, inside the AFL already rather than someone uh, on the outside. But, uh, I mean, I think the inside applicant's always going to look better than the outside one. I don't know. Um, Most of the time. Especially someone being around with the AFL for a long time and being a long servant. So uh, that's good news for the AFL. And then Jerry Tasmania, the massive announcement over the weekend, the funding from uh, the federal government to build a new stadium in Hobart.
2: yeah, Mr Albanese has announced um the federal government will be pledging two hundred and forty million dollars towards the new seven hundred and fifteen million multi purpose stadium at Macquarie Point. so it's going to have a roof,
0: isn't it? That's yeah, what that I think saying. as well.' very so. cool.
1: Yeah, it'll be like. The I next think that market. would actually probably blow out the cost if they added a roof there. I don't, I'm not quite sure if that's going to be set in stone thus far. Okay, think, yeah, that's why well, it's like
2: seven hundred and fifteen uh, million. Yeah, yeah I, think, <laughs> I think at
1: that rate there, you'd need it to be into the billions if you were going to add it. Really, into the roof. Okay. Well, consider the Optus Stadium in Perth. That was in the in around about the billion dollar mark uh all up once that was built, yep. 2018.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see because I feel like maybe Tasmania would be prime weather for a roof because it's cold <laughs> yes. and rainy and windy. So,
1: But maybe the costs aren't going to allow that, so okay. it might be a sacrifice there. We'll but we'll look. watch this space and we'll pay close put, attention to that.
0: We'll see if they put out um, like plans. Maybe they had initial plans for it already. We'll have to look that up. Uh, also in the news uh, today, Aussie Hannah Green uh, has won the uh, LPGA's LA Championship in golf. Green held her na- nerve down in... Um, to join China's a uh, Aditi Ashok of India, to in a three-women sudden-death playoff for force uh, sealing her first LPGA tour uh, in a three in three and a half years on the second extra hole, the 26-year-old held a 7.6 immediate birdie putt. The last to make the playoff and also needed to drain a 1.5-metre putt on the first extra hole to stay in the hunt with Lynn after a shock was eliminated with a par. Playing the par 3, 18th for a third time in a row, Green secured victory with par after Lynn was unable to get up and down from a greenside bunker. So as well as the prestige, Green it pocketed a cheque for uh, $450,000 US dollars, um, for winning her first tour event since the Portland Classic in September 2019, so that's good for another Aussie um, into the international front. Congratulations!
1: Polite round of applause.
0: <laughs> Sergio Perez has closed in on the lead in Formula One drivers' championship with a victory on at the Azerbaijan Grand, Grand Prix. The Azerbaijan. Mexican, the Mexican, beat his Red Bull teammate and championship leader Max Verstappen, taking advantage of an opportune safety car that promoted him into the lead. Ferrari's Ferrari's Charles Leclerc uh, came 3rd while Australian Oscar Pistari finished 11th. Uh, however, the F1 is in hot water after a frightening incident at the end of the race in which people had to jump out the way of a car in the pit lane. Oh. Alpine driver Esteban Ocon came into the pits while Sergio Perez was on uh, the final lap. Ocon had not made his mandatory pit stop and, uh, and had to come into the, the pit before the end of the race to avoid being disqualified. People started crowding the pit lane, including photographers, marshals, and members of the Red Bull pit crew. As uh, a cone came into the pits, he had to quickly slow down as people look, <laughs> took evasive action to avoid the car. F1's governing body, the FIA, was found to have breached two articles of its International Sporting Code, including any unsafe act or failure to take reasonable measures, uh, this, thus resulting in an unsafe situation. Now, first start. Why are there people in the pit lane when there is an active race going on? I know there's <laughs> places for photographers, but they've probably got spots already uh, to get from the race. But that just seems ludicrous. Could be as simple as disobeying official uh, the uh, the orders of officials
1: uh, in the pits as well. Because perhaps I haven't that's been, crazy. I haven't been following that story. Pardon my
0: ignorance. So, um, luckily, no one was hurt or injured or anything. But. Uh, Yeah, an interesting one. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. I'm sure to do a bit of cross-promotion,
1: by the way. I hope Brett and the gang bring this up full-course yellow Thursday (laughs) nights in Pit Lane team. Um, Jerry, you got any other stories or Jason? Yeah, well, quick headline.
2: Joel Embiid, Philadelphia star, could be out tomorrow with a knee injury. So... Yes, too big to face.
1: ignore. With that, with your NBA preview yeah, uh, preview coming up, because the playoffs are in full swing and it's yeah, been it quite dramatic. We'll be covering that a little bit later on. Uh, once you do a bit of NBA, I've got. It's all been happening in the hockey, Sam. I've spent the last four hours. I woke up at ten thirty this morning, and all I've been doing is just catching up on the players. Man, I've got a lot to share with you today.
0: Okay, plenty of stuff today, uh, including AFL round seven review. We'll have that next. Yes, then the NBA. Then the ice hockey, and then we'll finish with some round ball. That's all coming up on the sports desk. Sounds like Your a great Monday desk. afternoon. Big Pig feels right on the sports desk on your Monday afternoon. Nice tune, Sam. It's man. time to talk uh, round seven of the AFL. Siren sounds, and it started
1: with uh, Friday night. It was yep. St Kilda versus Port Adelaide. Interesting uh, result there. A lot of noise. Uh, very loud at Marble theme, particularly against one specific Port Adelaide midfielder that we are probably all aware of by now, but (laughs) Mm. got the last laugh with the win. Yep,
0: 11-10, 76-12, 11-83. I I think a lot of people said he was best on ground, BOG.
1: Up there, also Pal Pepper, always a very consistent forward. I love his grit. Uh,
0: And great to see a clutch smother by Charlie Dixon there, the big forward. Yeah, no, Port are looking... Port looking very good, very good. And it's funny to see. uh... (laughs) Every
1: win for Port Adelaide is a stay of execution for Ken Hinckley.
0: (laughs) Well, seeing him at the end celebrating like a supporter is so hilarious. (laughs) And I'd swear. I love his
1: hands behind the back posture, too, when he's out on the ground, too. He's got like that. um... Oh, I'm trying to think. It's like one of those headmaster teacher kind of things in like an Oxford. University, or something <laughs>
0: like that. Yeah, you, you can see his mouth. I swear, his mouth like move and said "power." Like, come <laughs> on! Um, but uh, yeah, no. Look, um, things are starting to uh, look very good for both bloody uh, South Australian oh, yeah. times, but uh, teams. Um, Saints
1: still looked good in defeat, Jerry.
2: Yeah, they did. Um, I think having steel back and memory is fortifying that forward and midfield space for them.
1: With that kind of start, with all the injuries they had, if they keep recovering and they get to full strength, it's going to start looking scary. Max King, watch out.
0: Yep. Rioli, two goals two for him. Pa- Pepper, two goals two. Um, Dixon, two goals. And uh, Finlayson. So everyone's Perfect. bagging some goals. You brought up Rioli. Fantastic crumbing
1: work by him too. Great game by Rioli.
0: All right. I, I don't, yeah. St. Kilda don't look too bad. Nope. But finally their kind of run has kind of been tapered a bit. Um so it'll be interesting to see where they But the, it looks like going. it
1: will be held in good stead in the next few weeks still. Yeah. Oh, i have got North Melbourne next week, so.
0: Oh, sorry, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, victors by seven points, port in the end, and they, they roll on the power, looking good. Uh, Saturday afternoon was the Brisbane Lions and the Fremantle Dockers, and uh, it was not a day to be a Fremantle Docker. 48 points, 17-13, uh, 115 to 10-7, 67 they're in a bit of strife, Fremantle, aren't they, Jerry? Yeah, they're not looking good at all. And
2: when Ashcroft kicks that goal from the boundary oh. with Jackie Chan, that's when you know <laughs> it's over, <laughs> literally. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, Golovie, you reckon, at the moment?
1: Uh, it's either that, that or contenders. Charlie Cameron. Maybe maybe another goal. Oh, Actually, it would be a bit far-fetched for the one I'm thinking of right now. I'll bring yeah. it up later. But uh, it's up there. Brisbane are kicking some beautiful ones, really.
0: But, uh, yeah, Fremantle, I expected it a lot better from them, and they're starting mm. to look not the, not the way we saw them last year at all. I'll call it now they're not making finals. Mm. Okay. I reckon
1: after round 12, and I'll put it to you, Sam, on this show on air for the record. After round 12, would you like to do a mid-season review and see where our predictions have changed?
0: Yeah, we can do that. I'm just trying to remember if we wrote them down. <laughs>
1: Write mine down. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get to Sunday, I can uh, put a bit of egg on my face if you like.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe Danny Hur was massive for the Lions. Three goals, one for him. Lincoln McCarthy, three goals. Hipwood, two goals, two. Will Ashcroft, as we said, with a superstar goal. Two goals, one. Zach Bailey, two. Charlie Cameron, two. So, uh, Victory just, by the
1: numbers for the Lions.
0: Yeah, pretty much a party at the Gabba for them. Uh, and continuing on Saturday... Massive Battle of the Bridge game. Wow. GWS by points 106 to 107. Toby Green clutch. Four goals. Yep.
1: Shame I was working at the time this Same game was happening, are, yes. and then I'm driving home, and I was listening to the Western Bulldogs Hawthorne call, and then the commentary team go, and what's happening around the grounds? Well, GWS uh, one point uh, five points behind Sydney, and it's in their forward half with a minute to go. So the commentary team, they're calling Western Bulldogs Hawthorne. They start calling the Sydney GWS game on the monitor in their in their studio booth, and it turned into two games at once. It was that enthralling.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell just from from your voice. <laughs> it
1: was entertaining radio. I can't deny that.
0: Uh yeah, Toby Green. He just I say it every week. He's just he's good. He's really bloody good. Um, and maybe with they're saying about Jeremy Cameron, uh, as being maybe a forward inclined, maybe for the Brownlow. But uh, I wouldn't say Toby Green's out of that category either. Uh, he could be racking up some points as a forward for yeah. maybe that.
2: Yeah, he's had a few weeks where he's kicked um three goals plus. So I think. If he can have a few more good weeks, then, yeah, he's not out of contention.
0: Mm.
1: And, and it will lead the Giants to taking maybe perhaps a few more scalps. It's interesting to seeing mm. Sydney dropping a
0: few gettable ones. Harry Perriman, three goals for him. Xavier O'Halloran, two goals, one. Caniglio two goals. On Sydney's side of things, Franklin, three goals, two. Haywood, uh, three, one. And uh, McDonald, three. Uh, interesting. It was always going to be... Um, these kind of derby games in in cities where there's only two teams, these are always massive wherever the team's on the ladder. So that was always going to be a bit of a mind game. Certainly um, so. You've got 31 disposals as well, Toby Green as well. As football, <laughs> oh, so Very good.
1: Best on ground. <laughs> right. Now, I missed a lot of Saturday Night's games. How would they go, Sam?
0: Oh, no, yeah. we're still getting to oh, really? Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne. Of course, yes. Of course I forgot. Say. I
1: was talking about a play. Oh, gosh, that was poor form on my
0: part. 14-10-94 uh, to the Hawthorne Hawks, nine eleven sixty five. 65 It was the Dogs by 29 points. Massive game for Aaron Norton, four goals, three for yeah. him. Bontempelli Uh, celebrating his 200th. Yep, massive.
1: And credit to Hawthorne, Sicily with a big bomb from 50 that lit the place up a bit. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Especially after the week he's had.
0: Hmm? Ugle Hagen and Rory Lobb with two themselves. And leading really disposals, good. Caleb Daniel, or second to well, leading disposals for the dogs, twenty-seven for him. Oh, that sounds—that's so pretty big.
1: That sounds incredibly promising. One of my favourite players, Caleb Daniel. Uh, what do you
0: think of the the Bulldogs, um, Jerry? Because I, I still don't know where I see them. They're a bit of
2: dark horse. Like you can even mm. sit between like seventh to eleventh, depending on if they play their kind of like, you know, the hard ball gets twenty sixteen footy or the um, kind of slow, methodical, boring footy. So yeah, it's hard to tell, but. If Norton can keep firing and um, people like Caleb Daniel step up, and yeah, because mm. you can't really just solely rely on Bons and Pelly um,
1: or, you know, McRae. Ba- and Bailey Smith maybe yeah, too. Well. Uh, he, actually, he was out in fairness that game, wasn't he? Or was he just a bit quiet that, on Saturday, Sam?
0: Uh, sorry, which one? Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. S- bit of a quiet um, day or was
1: he dropped? It was one of the two.
0: No, he's got 24 disposals. Okay,
1: no, that's solid then. He's um, not as good as Caleb that day. <laughs> hearing you read out those statistics, by the way, of Hagen performing, Lobb performing. So the plan was that they were going to go tall up forward, and that is a game where it has paid off. And to have Bontempelli dominating and having Caleb Daniel, who's probably one of my favourite players that isn't from the team that I support, mm. Bontempelli's my absolute favourite, but Caleb Daniel's up there because he's got this grit about him, he's got this grunt about him, and he can pass like a dart coming <laughs> back. Well, he's his boss. Yeah. And to follow into your point there, I'm just going to go back to 13th of March, 2023, where I wrote my top eight predictions. And I'll go from fifth, Collingwood, Carlton, Fremantle, Sydney. And I put Bulldogs in a mix between ninth to 13th. I think at this point in the season, I could see them fitting the bottom four okay. of the eight
0: right now. They're in good form and I like where they're heading. The two Saturday night games, unfortunately for the AFL, scheduling-wise, uh, not good at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: we won't be commenting too much on this.
0: Uh, Melbourne, by 90 points, 22 goals, 7, 139 to North, 7 goals, 7, 49. Um, a lot of injuries too for North, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, well, thoughts go out to Charlie Combin. Actually, I think I served him on Friday. came to my... Oh, down wow. our store, so it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but then my broken leg wasn't funny, so he landed awkwardly on his left foot going for a contest with Jake Leaver and then it just, like, snapped. You could literally hear it, like, like seeing it in person. Um, And he's had a bad run of injuries, so hopefully he's back before the end of the season. But...
0: Yeah, I'll get you to do yeah. a bit of an injury wrap once we get through this round, Jerry. Because yeah, uh, sure. unfortunately, yeah, not, not good for North at the moment. <laughs> the last <laughs> thing is you want injuries like that. Yeah. Uh, Stats-wise for the game, Clayton Oliver cleaned up 37 disposals. <laughs> Petrarca, 35. But the sheasel, 30 for him. And Aaron Hall, so um, disposals-wise, but maybe not the uh, score. Yeah. Bailey Fritch with four. Uh, Petrarca, three goals, Pickett three goals, Chandler Pickett. Uh, sorry, Chandler three and Zohar in a losing game three goals too.
2: Speaking yes. of Pickett, it's on a four year deal to stay with Melbourne till the end of twenty twenty seven. So, oh, big
0: news, massive. These long term deals they're interesting, but uh, Petrucca one of a kind, so yeah. <laughs> they want to hold on to him. Um, can't wait for the Sunday review. Continue th- the other Saturday night game Put in the, hat on. the Wests uh, Optus Stadium, the Blues. One hundred and eight. <laughs> Woo! Finally, <laughs> With kicking after nine. A, a rough couple of weeks, um, six eight forty four to the Blues twenty three fourteen. One hundred and fifty two. I think it's our biggest wet record win over there. That's
1: very close. To, to seven time. grand final numbers, by the way. That score. <laughs> very similar. It's actually very, and very yes, similar. yes, as
0: you say, Jason, the Charlie Kerno party nine goals three. Yeah. Oh, man, if you had got 10, that would have been nice. What about been. Uh, I'll take nine. You see that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> big man going for big speckies like that. It's yeah. always crazy when a tall player uh, gets up there like that as well. <laughs> Did
1: you hear how modest Voss sounded in the press conference after the game, I too? I actually
0: didn't hear the press conference, but. That's uh, all good. But there was a
1: lot of modesty about that, so okay. you should be optimistic.
0: Okay. Well, I still yeah. rate
1: Carlton, but it is getting. No, th- th- to be honest, I, I said this on
0: the Friday show. This This was the test for me. Uh, well, we've got a few tests, but this was one test that... Uh, Let me get the
1: chicken. It's West no, Coast, Sam. No,
0: no, no, no. The test was we had to beat them by 100 points, and we did. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> no, well, no, it wasn't I'll, exactly I'll retrak- 100 <laughs> points. I, I just said we had to hammer them. Otherwise, I was going to be very worried about this team this year. But, uh, okay, no, when, when you put it like done. that,
1: I can retract that point <laughs> <chicken>. Okay.
0: Savani, <laughs> three, three goals. Harry Mackay only with the two, but uh, look, if the Charlie's kicking nine, no worries. Uh, disposals-wise, Blake Akers. 34 and a goal wow. on his old ground. Uh, and Nick Newman uh, with 34 <laughs> disposals, and one goal one. So if the defenders are scoring goals like that as well, you know it's a big day out. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. <sighs> Essendon, 16-8, 104. Go down to the Cats, Twenty twelve, 132, 28 points in the end. What was your thoughts, Jason, on this?
1: I thought because Essendon played Geelong in the country round Round one last year and they went down by 66 points and put in a pitiful performance, I decided out of protest I'm not going to watch this game. So to find out that they scored 100 points and only went down by 28, do you know what? That's a little bit of optimism about it. And from what I'm hearing through third parties, the commentary team were going, well, it was actually one of the better Essendon games and if it wasn't Geelong, they probably would be in a stronger position. Well, I but don't... I will let you guys give the
0: well, my... give your point of view. my tip that I mentioned on the show last week was that I was going to tip Geelong, but I was going to say that Essendon weren't going to be as far out of it as I usually would be talking about them. And so. in
1: all honesty, 28 points against Geelong is closer than you'd anticipate a club like that. By the way, who invented country round, Sam? I did listen on Friday. Ah.
0: Oh, <laughs> i still forgotten his name. <laughs> I can picture him now. Oh, Kevin Sheedy. Hey, there
1: we go. He did it. He knows who he is. Great. Of course um, I know who he is. Also, I just forgot. it's Massimo D'Ambrosio and Nick Hind, Sam. No. Oh, right. Nick Hind
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: last Friday. Oh. Uh, the Carlton bias on this show. No, it's all good. Um, again, I think tuning into Brad Scott's press conference without watching the game.
0: Oh, the Scott Brothers it, game. It was the, that's the It was the the Scott, of the Scott yeah. Brothers. I
1: remember at the beginning of the season, you know, the, you know, the great Caden McDonald said, what are, are going to be one of the big headlines coming out of the year and saying, 6-0 oh, Cats versus 0-6 Bombers and Brad Scott's going to eke out the win. Well, it didn't happen quite like that, but I'm no. kind of glad it wasn't a 6-0 0-6 and and uh, scenario. Sidebar,
0: why is the country round at the G? Good question.
1: <laughs> question um, for the AFL. Question for the AFL. Or they've Kevin got, Sheehy. you
0: know, a stadium that they've been working on for ages out. That's almost – well, Geelong's well, country. Geelong,
2: Geelong, Geelong country, yeah. Counts, yeah.
0: Of, yeah. It was um, well, it's out yeah. of Metro Melbourne, so it's, it's country as yeah. AFL's going to get, I guess. Um, disposals-wise, Darcy Parish, 38. Yes. Massive. Dangerfield, 28. Jake Stringer, 26 with four goals, one. And Wiedemann with five. Yep. Very nice. But career-high,
1: eight goals, Tom Hawkins, yeah. That's crazy.
0: Um, yeah, so the Boys
1: Against Men, but I feel like that was more con- yeah, they ran away with it in the first half, but to be competitive ish uh, has me a little
0: bit of Maybe optimism. Charlie Charlie Kurno and Tom Hawkins battling for the um the Coleman. What
1: about Mackay? <laughs> How's he travelling again? Um Curnow's higher,
0: isn't he? Oh, way higher. Wait, I, Especially after that uh, nine. Do you think... No, Harry needs up? to work on his game, and I, okay. I had enough spraying him on the show last week, so <laughs> um, right. he, he's got some time. Before uh,
1: you read out the results for the, this next game, by the way, let's go back to the 13th of March. <laughs> Here's what I read out. Uh, Jerry, can you get your hot take chicken out, please? Top eight predictions were, first, Melbourne, second, Brisbane, third, Geelong, fourth place, Richmond.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yep. <laughs> I didn't think... Oh dear! I have to look, I, I knew, I knew they weren't going to be up there this year, and
1: uh, I thought the Toronto and Hopper trade. I was going to very, gonna very fill happy in with midfield.
0: my bold prediction that the uh, Tigers don't like Marvel that much, and the the Suns got it done. Go. And I've never heard a Gold Coast <laughs> chan in the stadium. That's crazy. <laughs> the Suns members up and about. Well. If they were Suns members, because I swear, I swear there is a bunch of maybe the top four, top five Melbourne clubs that have a bunch of fans that just go over to Gold the Suns for the fun of it, which to be honest, I don't mind. They yeah. need a bit of atmosphere, the Suns.
1: I'll tell you what, though. It is still entertaining to see guys like Jack Rewald and Dylan Grimes and Trent Cotran and all that, all that of the like, cracking the sads when the 40 doesn't go their way. Sucked yeah. in, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Lynch as well. You can
0: join in that. I didn't hear Dimas Prescott conference, but I would love to hear it. I would love to have heard that. Uh, Four goals for Ben King, uh, two goals, one for Nick Holman, disposals-wise. Anderson, 32, one goal, one.
1: Something special, now, Anderson, isn't he?
0: um, Look, a bit... Um. Oh, sorry. McPherson and Powell. That's thirty-one twenty-eight. Respectively. Matt Murale twenty-six. Uh. Look, the Suns needed a win like that. They were been struggling for a little bit, and uh, hopefully that's a bit of a confidence boost for them. Two on the so, trot. two on the trot, right? Yeah. So twenty-four point win for them on the end, and then the massive game. these last these Sunday twilight spots spots now. Have become blockbuster spots, really. There's been some Great. fiery games yeah. on the last game of the round, which, to be honest, I don't mind. I just wish the AFL would stop overlapping so many games so we can't watch really watch one. We have to flick between. The, it's bloody annoying. Just put them on at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough about that. Uh, so, Collingwood by one point seven sixteen fifty 16 58, 8 11 59. What a thriller to round out round seven. Three goals for my check. Jones, two goals to Adelaide. Peddler, two goals to Rankin, one goal two. Adelaide. Had that game in their hands.
1: Yeah, Ranky kicking one of the best goals of the week, I would say. Collingwood
0: were but- only front for 20 seconds. Yep. That's all they needed.
1: What have I been saying since the beginning? They're the team to beat. They still are. And they are the best team in the competition go- in the league right now. Well, I'm going to go as far as say they are. Pr- you know what? I will change the prediction right now. They'll probably end up minor premiers.
0: Minor premiers.
1: Yeah. And Brody Majacek's soccer goal, I reckon, is probably one of the goals of the week too. That could be a nomination for goal of the year.
0: No they, objections. Well he's clutch wins for Collinwood. It's
1: it's annoying, but they can get it done. You can tell Sam right now, by the way, is hesitating. He's been saying, Oh, I'm not quite sure if I believe in the pies, I'm not quite sure if you know they can sustain it. Sam, every week I'm gonna hold you accountable for this. <laughs> They well, are the well, team to on, beat. They're, they're the best. on top. They're yet, on top of the ladder. Yeah, not only that, they're a better side than Geelong right now. They're a better functioning side than Melbourne right now. Uh, and Nick Dacost is the greatest well, player ever. haven't played them yet. Uh, they'll win. They will win. I, I was hesitant that they would sustain the clutch wins across 11 in a row. And I was thinking, okay, they'll get three or four clutch ones in a row, maybe drop one and then go on another three.
0: They did lose to Brisbane.
1: They did. But... I. Brisbane haven't been as consistent. They have not been as consistent. No, they have not.
0: Uh, so it's going to be interesting next couple of weeks. And, of course, as you for... know,
1: Jerry, you agree with me, Nick Dacos, the greatest player to ever grace a football field in the last 40 years, of course. Uh,
0: and that's a bit over the top. Well, Have you heard the media coverage of this bloke? No, it's over the top. It's all, Dacos it's, at the
1: it's all Nick Dacos. Yeah. That's all if his name, name was
0: Vic, Nick Vlacos, we, we probably wouldn't be saying as much. Ooh, oh. so Ooh, I'm probably sure that's rattled some Collingwood fans. But <laughs> <laughs> no, look, don't get me wrong. He's I a good, disagree. He's yeah. a good player. Don't get me wrong, real good. Yeah. But he he's like not it. the best player in the last 40 years. Okay, I'm,
1: I'm exaggerating <laughs> that. Okay. That is such. No, but hazard. people have
0: said that. I've, I've been watching in the media, and it's bloody annoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. That's round so seven. We'll go through the ladder just quickly. We'll go through the top eight. Yeah. Collingwood on top. Melbourne. Uh, Saints in third, Brisbane fourth, Port Adelaide fifth, Carlton sixth, Geelong seventh, and Adelaide Crows eighth. So so the eight starting to look a form of the eight rather than just a random bunch of teams now, I think. Would yeah. you agree? Fair
1: enough. Maybe give it one or more, one or two more weeks and you might see yep. other sides like, say, Western Bulldogs, maybe Port Adelaide jumping in. But mm. we'll Just watch that. We'll get a little bit of swap? fluctuating, I think, in that sector ah, of the eight. It's exciting. I love...
0: On. Love the footy being back. I can't believe we're <laughs> all seven rounds in, but uh, it just keeps getting better and better. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking NBA and NHL. Uh, some massive things happening on the playoffs. In the it's
1: indescribable on both sides, ain't right, Jerry? Yeah, indescribable.
0: Indescri- well, that's all coming up next on the sports desk on your Monday afternoon on Sin. The Jungle Giants, a bad dream on the sports desk on your Friday. And I should I've been saying afternoon. I've just realized this. For the last couple of weeks, I've been saying afternoon. Now it is normally afternoon, but now the daylight savings come in and the uh well, we don't have a window in here, so I can't see if the sun is down or not. But should we start saying evening? Your decision. <laughs> it's random. This yeah, probably... the news
1: bulletin at five will normally say good evening, so maybe we could do that, yeah. potentially. Okay. But then again, All the right in daytime more important game stuff shows they say afternoon it's weird <laughs>
2: well, Is it dark outside or? i don't know <laughs> oh well <laughs> jerry
1: jerry's got his nba basketball time hit the thing yeah. where do we stand in the playoffs right now jerry
2: oh so we've had a few results with um on saturday we'll start with the warriors um they secured the semi-finals berth in the west so They defeated Sacramento 120-100 to with um, Stephen Curry dropping 50 points. So that sets up a matchup with LeBron James. Um, The Lakers defeating Grizzlies by 40 points with D'Angelo Russell dropping 31 and LeBron with 22 to clinch that series 4-2. So that means Steph Curry gets to go at it against LeBron James for the third time, I think. Both have four championships and that'll be a big blockbuster, um, which is on Wednesday. So... And on Sunday, we had a few results as well for the semis. So another game in the West for Denver Nuggets, 125, defeating the Suns, 107. Jamal Murray dropping 34 and another double-double from Nikola Jokic. So they lead 1-0 against the Suns. And then the Heat defeating the Knicks, um, sorry Sam, so that's 108-101. to Jimmy Butler dropping twenty-five and having eleven assists. So Butler's on fire. I think um your mate spoke about it last week that him on in playoffs is just like Michael Jordan-esque type. Um so that's one nil in the heat. Um and then tomorrow we got the Celtics against the Sixers um from nine thirty AM in the East. Um I think it'll be hard for the Sixers with MB not at full fitness. Um, could possibly not even play. So yeah, it's tough. Um, and then Golden State against the Lakers from twelve pm. So on Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's it's hit, definitely heating up, and I think you'll see. Judging from the Celtics and the Golden State game, we'll see where the teams are at. Okay,
0: nice wrap. Uh, time for some NHL.
1: Not only in the NBA do we have playoffs to talk about, we have NHL playoffs to break down, and round one has completed for uh, seven of the eight teams that have qualified for the second round, and goodness gracious me, have there been bracket busters? First things first, the Toronto Maple Leafs and people, the, the great city of Toronto haven't left Toronto Square. They're still singing in the streets because they have won their first playoff since 2004. So you're telling me there's a Chen? There really isn't, right? Think- <laughs> you can't draw any comparisons. But they went into the playoffs last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning and fell, uh, fell to them in uh, the first round 4-3 out of the best of seven. They end up defeating Tampa Bay 2-1 in overtime to clinch the series 4 2. The hero to Toronto goes to John Tavers for scoring that overtime goal. Maple Leafs first finals win since 2004. Stop drawing comparisons Sam. Uh, in other news Oilers sink the LA Kings for the second year in a row uh, in recent history uh, defeating them 5-4 in game 6 to clinch the series 4-2 Seattle Kraken We're the ambassadors here at the sports desk for the Seattle Kraken. They defeated the defending champions, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche, in Game 7. They won 2-1. It is the first expansion team in NHL history to defeat the defending champions in a a playoff. And uh, I've got to shout out goalie or goaltender, Philip Grubauer, who was a brick wall for the stars of the Colorado Avalanche with 33 saves and a percentage of 0.971? In- interesting fact, though, there was a game tying goal scored by the Abs, but it was overturned as an offside. And the biggest result to happen, probably in recent NHL history, Florida Panthers in seriously, I cannot stress this enough, one of the biggest upsets in history defeating the record-breaking President's Trophy winners at 65 wins in a regular season, previous record being 72, Jerry. The Same. Boston Bruins fall in Game 7, 4-3 in overtime to the Florida Panthers, meaning they have been knocked out in the first round. So to uh, make a comparison there for you, Sam, imagine Geelong in 2008 replicating Essendon's record-tying home-and-away season win only to lose in straight sets in the finals.
0: Yeah, not- no, not good.
1: Not good, not good, not good. Uh, Carter Valheki scoring the winning goal in overtime, so he's the hero for Florida. Uh, the only remaining uh, round in in jeopardy right now is a series tied at 3-3. New York Rangers and New, York, uh, New Jersey Devils after the Rangers won 5-2 yesterday in Game 6. Uh, game 7 starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Winner will take on Carolina Hurricanes, who... Uh, who uh, eliminated the uh what was the team what was the team uh, New York Islanders also uh Vegas Golden Knights eliminated the Winnipeg Jets earlier in the season in a 5 game series called? Vegas
0: Golden Knights
1: Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> they're one of the um they're one of the expansion wow. teams that came in I think it was 2017 I believe they have got a Stanley Cup to their name okay Currently the second round of the playoffs look like this. Seattle Kraken will be taking on Dallas, Vegas Golden Knights take on the, my Edmonton Oilers, Florida Panthers take on the Toronto Maple Leafs and the and as mentioned earlier, the winner of game 7 between New York Rangers and New Jersey Devils will be taking on Carolina.
0: Awesome, well done for the wrap in the NBA and NHL. When we come back Premier League heating up, A League back home, finals are here as well. So Sam's it's just. Sam's
1: got volcano about to erupt, by the way, <laughs> regarding the A League. He's just been teasing it with us in the studio. Uh, You're going to hear it next.
0: Uh, <laughs> yep, that's all coming up on the sports desk on your Friday evening. There Monday, we go.
1: Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday. Oh, Monday, Monday. I said evening.
0: Monday evening. <laughs> <laughs> raw, raw. K. Fly on the sports desk on your Friday evening.
1: Monday. Uh,
0: Monday. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: That's Sam it's, Manhattan. It's, I'm Jason and You're be joined the... by Jerry, and uh, this is a wonderful occasion where we get to the business end of the program, and we leave the country for a little bit. We go a bit more international. And we ignore the US, by the way, because uh, <laughs> we've,
0: we've done, done with them now.
1: We've done enough <laughs> of that, by the way. Uh, instead, we talk ramble, don't we? Yep. Yeah, we do. Hit the thing.
0: Premier League and oh, lots of things to go on. Go through the round of results so far for match day 34. Crystal Palace had a 4 0 win over, sorry, 4 3 win over West Ham. Massive. Brighton, massive 6 0 over Wolves. Brentford, 2 1 over Nottingham Forest. Man United, 1 0 over Aston Villa. Uh, Man City, 2 1 over Fulham. Uh, Bournemouth, 2 over Leeds United, uh, Newcastle 3-1 over Southampton, and Liverpool uh, with a late screamer over Tottenham 4-3 earlier today. So wraps up some interesting results so far. We'll look at the table for the next couple of games uh, are going to hit us. And Man City, back on top. Oh, he's happy. Back on top (laughs) for the first time since, I think, November. Yeah, November. Wow. So only one point ahead, 76 uh, of Arsenal, 75. Third spot belongs to Newcastle right now, 65 points for them. Man United, 63, moved into four. Uh, Liverpool have restored some, you know, um, after looking very bad for the first half of the year. Fifth (laughs) spot for them, 56 points. Tottenham behind them, Aston Villa in seventh spot. And then beyond that... uh, As we look down to the lower end of the table of things, the drop zone currently is Leicester City 29, Everton 28, Southampton 24. So I can safely say Southampton are done. It's just can Everton and Leicester get out of that trouble. Leeds and Nottingham Forest don't look too sharp hot either. So I think it could be any of them four. What are your thoughts? And he's wearing wearing the Leicester shirt in here as well. I feel so
2: bad. Um. What I'm going to say is, we got Everton five am tomorrow at the King Power. You do so. Be call, Jamie Vardy to score. Um, back to back games, and we're going to beat Everton. So, yeah. Any objections there?
0: Uh, I th- I think you can win that. Uh, I mean, both you, both your teams you are trying win. to play up. Yeah. Two teams out of the drop zone facing each other this late in the season. That's going to be a tough game to do. Uh, so, I do hope you get out of there. Uh, but I think one of these big ones between you and Everton are going to go down, maybe. Mm. Uh, I'm uh, curious about what your
1: Arsenal and Man City draw is going forward, like in the next couple of weeks, not just Ooh. what's coming up. Well,
0: Arsenal played Chelsea on Wednesday at 5 a.m. this week. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, Chelsea have had a shocker year, but can they do something to continue the downfall of Arsenal? <laughs> uh, for their bitter rivals, which would probably be, they'd be very happy about.
2: If they drop points, they're done though. I yeah,
0: mean, so yeah. that's basically how it is. I had a photo. I'll I'll find it again. Uh, but pretty much, if City can win, I I don't know if it has to be. Who all do them. they have again? By the way, I'm getting it right now. He's that's why it. I'm just talking through. Yeah. So uh, Jerry's working the fixtures. Okay, here we one. go. It? Leeds. So
1: Leeds. Yeah. Okay.
0: So no, we've got West Ham at home. So, hang on, there's a couple of games here. So, City have got West Ham Leeds at home, uh, away to Real Madrid in the Champions League, then Everton away, uh, home to Real Madrid in the Champions League, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, and Brentford away.
1: And by comparison, Arsenal have Chelsea. What do they have? Chelsea at home,
0: Newcastle away. Brighton at home, Nottingham Forest away, and Wolves at home. So
1: to me, that sounds like you would have a bit more confidence there. That sounds like the better draw for City. More
0: games in hand for City. Yes, we've got Champions League, and uh, although it doesn't coincide with FA Cup, we've still got that massive game to prepare for uh, the Manchester derby and that as well. So more games left, but uh, I think more probably high stake uh, with some of them. And then probably uh, do... The teams we play, do we have a harder draw? Maybe not, but uh, it's still tough for all these teams. A name potentially, I've, ones fighting the bottom. A
1: name I've heard over the last few weeks that gets read out every time you read that table. But we don't talk about it too often is Newcastle. How are you seeing their season progressing?
0: Oh, they've done very well. So they've, of course, in the last couple of seasons, they've had the massive influx of money from Abu Dhabi. No, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Uh, so they're sitting third. They're doing very well. Doing Pleased. very well. How are so you, they will be in the Champions League next year for sure, unless they drop some points, a couple there, but they might be all right in that. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, maybe City's to lose now unless, yeah. What are your thoughts, Jerry? I reckon, yeah,
2: if if Arsenal drop points, like I said, against um, Chelsea, yeah, City's got it in the bag.
0: I think it was more the mindset this week too. Um because we played them and it was such a massive thing. And they did not even turn up, did not even turn up Arsenal, really. Mm. Uh, and it's, it was weird. Like, I was kind of stressed for that game, but not. I felt confident, but now that we're playing uh, a few of these other sides down the bottom, like West Ham and stuff, I th- one of these are gonna, one of those teams are going to create some chaos, I think. Who <laughs> so, do you foresee that yet. being? Uh, well, any team that's really fighting relegation, I think, that will just, you know, comfortably walk in yeah. thinking you'll we'll get the job that done. Being Jerry? There's Everton down there. There's Brentford. Brighton, Brighton have been playing yeah. really well. They can snack some points. Leeds, I'm not confident. West Ham could Forest, be Forest, maybe? Uh, Forest for, yeah, Arsenal-wise, yeah. yeah. Um, they had a good game between each other early this season, I think. they got Wolves struggling here. Brighton's a tough one. And then, yeah, Newcastle, that's... Uh, that's a scary game if you're an Arsenal fan, I think. Uh, back home, though, A League. It was the last home and away round. Um, uh, some massive results and some results on Friday night, which switched things up for the way of the finals. So, we'll start off with Central Coast had a massive 4 1 win over Adelaide United, uh, which put them into a home semi final spot in that extra week off. Melbourne City 3 2 against the Western Sydney Wanderers at home, where we lift the uh, trophy, the premiership plate. Uh, Fantastic. A late winner. It was looking a bit uh, dire early on, but uh, Marco Tillio with a massive late winner in the third minute of plus at a time in the 90. Uh, Jamie McLaren, of course, kicking on some goals as well. Uh, And the last couple of games, keep going through. Uh, Sydney FC defeated Newcastle Jets 2-0. Wellington Phoenix defeated MacArthur 1-0. Brisbane Roar over Melbourne Victory 1-0. Western United 2-1 over Perth Glory. Uh, So the finals and the top six as it is, Melbourne City, Central Coast, Adelaide United, Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney FC, Wellington Phoenix, Western United. So Melbourne City and Central Coast get the extra week off. Uh, But Adelaide United and Wellington Phoenix have got... An uh, elimination final and Western Sydney Wanderers place in the FC for Sydney Derby for an elimination final. So that's pretty massive. But what I was alluding to earlier on is that uh, the strange decision, which they have not really uh, said anything about the A league, but there is a random buy between the already semi finals that are split over two weeks because they're first and second leg. Uh, so the grand final says here, 3rd of June, uh, and the semi-finals on the 19th and 20th of May. So an extra week, I don't know what that's for, recovery, or they're going to put something on. But to me, I think that's ludicrous to build something. Mm. Go straight off a semi-final, straight into it. And that means it'll be three weeks where they're not played. So they'll have the two weeks off and then another week off before they play the grand final. Oh, jeez. Just just seems dumb. Absolutely dumb. And I mean... Personally for me, I'm in Sydney the weekend. I thought it was going to be in that bye where there's nothing on. So there is a personal checked? vendetta, I think. <laughs> but weirdly too, supposed to be at Allianz, the new big stadium that they've got in Sydney. There is a rugby Waratahs game against um, against some island team. I can't remember who it is, but on the 3rd of June. So the stadium's not even available. So I don't know what to do in A-League. Pull your heads in, I think. Um, <laughs> But that's that's the round ball game. Sorry, a bit of built up frustration. Um, but wow, crazy weekend of sport. Um, oh, I need a breather after that. Well, I think
1: Jerry, uh, do you actually do you have anything to weigh in on that?
0: Yeah, I reckon it's pretty
2: like ludicrous as well for um, having that extra week because, like with AFL, you go from the prelim straight to the grand final. There's no break there, so like with recovery versus older players, I yeah. feel like you know, recover, like, longer. So, yeah.
0: No, it seems very silly, and I don't know if it's anything to do because I know they want to do more stuff with the A-League All-Stars. They want to create a big weekend and stuff. So, But that would be crazy. If you put an All-Star team to play, I don't know, a team in their off-season before the grand final, Mm. before our biggest season match... Uh, that would be insane, and then you can't have a league all stars when you got the two best teams of the year playing a grand final the next week. So I don't know if that's their plan, but uh, look, um, hopefully we get some clarification early on because, um, yeah, interesting. We but pay that's... close
1: attention to that. That, dear <laughs> listeners, was the sports desk.
0: <laughs> that's where we finish things for now. Of course, we'll be back on Friday evening from 5 C- o'clock.
1: Certainly will. Programming No, Jerry and I will not be on that show, but you will be deliver- we will be delivering you with some high-quality sports coverage with one and only Sam Manhattan at the helm. So be sure to join in for that and your podcasts on yes. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts, they will be available to you. Catch up with that. And on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Sports Desk
0: Sin. Thank you very much. There we go. That's the show from Sam and Hennessy, Jerry and Jason Edwards. So there we go. That's not the last name. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Oh no, I've been trying. The story
1: continues. (laughs) I will catch you on Monday. You will catch Sam on Friday. Uh,
0: See you then. This has been the Sports Desk. On Sid.